Hello and welcome to Sense in the City. I'm Ruby Bookaboo, the co-founder and your Sydney host, and I'll be taking you on some sensory adventures in and around the Emerald City. In episode 11 of Sense in the City, Sydney, I visit Mark Kuzma, chef and owner of one of the best restaurants in Sydney, Claire's Kitchen, and upstairs cabaret room, Le Salon. Mark is originally from Champagne in France, and I've known him for quite some time, having tap danced with his famous drag queen alter ego, Claire de Lune, many years ago, and more recently, performing at Le Salon in my cabaret's Paris by Night with Courtney Severini and Mark Harris, and Promenade à Paris with Chris Cody, who features in episode one, Daniela Bada and Mark Zetto. Check the show notes for dates. Today, we talk about Mark's first impressions when arriving in Sydney in 1979, how he serendipitously became a chef, and the story behind Claire's Kitchen. He tells us what his perfect 24 hours in Sydney would entail, what's coming up at Le Salon, and how they're involved in Pride. Also, what dishes on the menu are especially delicious, including the cheese souffle. He's made over 60,000 of them. And just before we sit down to chat, he puts two trays in the oven. You are at Claire's Kitchen. You're quite familiar with Claire's Kitchen because you've performed here quite a few times, always sold out show. And uh, we are in the main restaurant. The restaurant opened, um, oh my goodness me, 11 years ago already, crazy in mm. February. And uh, we started as a French restaurant downstairs and then we opened the cabaret room upstairs. And that's been going now for over five years and is getting stronger and stronger. We do up to four shows a week. Que reste-t-il de nos amours? Que reste-t-il de ces beaux jours? Une photo, vieille photo de ma jeunesse. What inspired you to open this restaurant? Well, and the I was working at Slide next door for 14 years, running um, El Circo and the club and the restaurant. And this little business um, was a hairdressing salon next door. And it came up for, um, for rent, and we decided to, to take it over. Open first a little American style bar, I think, I can't even remember. It was called Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> And unfortunately, it didn't go quite well with uh, uh, with the local clientele. Um, they didn't think that we needed another bar. So um, the boss said to me, what will you do with it? I said, well, why don't we open a little French restaurant and call it Claire's Kitchen? Because, of course, Claire is a lot more known than I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with so for all people that, who don't know Claire. <laughs> uh, yeah, Claire um, started on television in 1998 in Australia with Carrie Ann on the midday show doing cooking segment. So Claire is your alter ego. So my alter ego, yeah. And then she went on to do more television work on Room 208 on Channel V for two years. Which is where, do you remember where I met you? Yes. <laughs> At a restaurant where everyone had to wear hats. Oh, oh my remember? God, Tarrant's. Tarrant's, Tarrant's. How many years ago? You must have been a child. I was waitressing like every Saturday night. And then I had, uh, at the end of the night, everyone would have a drink and you came in and someone said, tap. And I tapped in and said, you are star. Come dance on my TV show. Oh, <laughs> and my then we came and I came and da- tapped on 208. On 208. That I had a is somewhere crazy. And you did, um, 
history repeating. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, my backup God. Dancers. <laughs> well, we go back a mm. long way then. Oh, gosh, I know. <laughs> and then you were doing lots of other gigs around town. I remember we did something at Home Nightclub. And... Yes, yes. I was running mm. Home Nightclub at the Entertainment with Rojka Darling for Home Nightclubs. So that was uh, quite a quite cool too. Yeah. Mm, you're quite involved in the cabaret scene, obviously, in Sydney. Well... You know that I'm also a performer, obviously, so I always missed the entertainment business. This is why I created the cabaret. So um, I'm always working, so I don't have time to go and see shows. So what I did is I brought the show back to me. <laughs> and now I get to see up to four shows a week. Wonderful talent. We have a lot of amazing talent in Sydney and Australia. Mm. And a lot of them, of course, um, suffered a lot during the COVID, during COVID. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we reopened after the first lockdown, we had a few shows that were canceled before COVID, you know, mm -hmm. for, because of the lockdown. So we sort of tried to catch up. And this is where we started to do four shows, five shows a week. Mm. And uh, we realized that there were so many artists that hadn't worked for a year, a year mm. and a half, sometimes two years. Mm that they all wanted to come and do a little cabaret. We had some amazing performances here. I know there's many that you that you would like to talk about, but can you name a few Sydney cabaret artists that have performed here that you would recommend people catch if they can? Well, if you go to the theatre in Sydney at the moment to see either Moulin Rouge or Mary Poppins or every show that is in Sydney, one of the lead has performed at Claire's Kitchen. But we also have uh, amazing people like Geraldine Turner, who is an absolute icon in Sydney. And she doesn't perform that much anymore, but uh, um, she does three shows a year at Claire's Kitchen. Mm. She just loves it. I saw Paul Capsis at the show. Paul Capsis, Iota, mm. and, you know, so many, so many. And you! Yes, I mean, <laughs> with Chris Cody, Daniela <laughs> Bada. And they're not only seeing these amazing shows, they're having a three-course French meal. Do you want yes. to talk about the menu and, and, and maybe a bit about your history as a chef? Because I didn't even know you were a chef. Oh, really? <laughs> I oh, remember you... saying to begin with, who's the executive chef that I can put in the in the article? And you said, c'est moi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you just got me in the kitchen finishing my souffle. Yeah, and so the what's your history with food? Today. I saw something about you. Your aunt used to take you to amazing restaurants. You yes, to recreate. Tell me the story true. about you and food. I um, always love food. Um, I come from... Um, a background of, uh, on one side of the family, French and Italian, on the other side, Ukrainian. And both of those um, groups love to entertain and love mm. to have people around the table. So it was not unusual to do, to have, so we used to have Sunday lunch, one uh, Sunday at one side of the family, the other Sunday the next side. And it was not unusual to have uh, 20, 30 people around the table. Mm. So uh, I have very fond memories of my grandmothers preparing food in the Ukrainian kitchen, you know, like uh, all the little dumpling, the dumpling in the Italian kitchen, fresh pasta mm. hanging on string in the kitchen, mm. waking up in the morning to that beautiful smell and also the very slow cooked bolognese sauce that my grandmother used to cook for two days on a very, very low heat in the summer kitchen. But you still have the whole house full with this wonderful, wonderful smell. Mm. And those are very strong memories of my childhood. And then later on, I was introduced to um, more, you know, sophisticated cooking and restaurants through one of my aunts who was 
the rich end of the family and used to go love going to all the star restaurants in in France. Mm. And because we got on well, she took me mm. with her and her husband, and we used to have wonderful meal like in you know three star three hats uh, Michelin restaurant, and I just fell in love with the atmosphere of the restaurant with. Um, the style with the food. So when I left school, I decided to do an apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. And I did um, Ecole Hotelier and an apprenticeship in a beautiful restaurant called the Bourgogne in Troyes in Champagne, but not in the kitchen. In the dining room, I was mm -hmm. actually, a, 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 you know, I was going to be a maitre d'. Then I joined the army, forgot about all of that, moved to New Caledonia with the army, and on the way from the army, stopped in Australia, fell in love with the first minute I arrived in Australia with Australia and stayed. The problem is I couldn't speak English, so they couldn't put me in a dining room to be a waiter. The chef was French in the first restaurant I worked to, so they put me in the kitchen and that's how I learned how to cook. Wow. So, so your first trip to Australia, what, what year was that? 1979 when I arrived in Australia. Do you remember what Sydney felt like? First, the heat, you know, I love, after living in New Caledonia for a couple of years, I love the weather, there is no doubt. And I just felt the city was um, very open, very, even so at the time it was not as multicultural as it is now. It had still a sense of freedom that I really, really enjoyed. and. Uh, also being uh, part of the LGBTQI plus um, uh, community. Even so, once again, the law, it was still illegal and all of that. There was, I discovered Oxford Street and um, all the different little club and the little cabaret room. And I just fell in love with that atmosphere. And it's amazing that um, particularly the whole time I lived in Australia, I've never really went far away from Oxford Street. Most of my businesses have been walking distance to where we are now. So mm. obviously I find a place where I felt like I belong. Mm. And do you remember how it was different, like smells and Yeah, the, the smell, and... not really much, but it was like, like I said, the heat, the mm. quietness, because it was not a big city at the time, not as big as it is now. So being still, and the water too, um, you know, being able to walk from wherever you are, like around where I live, to um, the water in 15 minutes and be on the harbour. Uh, my first partner and I had a little sailing boat and every weekend we used to sail on the harbour. This is magic. Mm. This is something you cannot, you know, find, especially where I came from in Champagne, middle of France, so there is no water there. <laughs> yeah, I went on a yacht last week with a friend uh, who, who's bought a yacht and it was oh my gosh this is so incredible it's magic <laughs> yeah, isn't around it around Shark Island yeah we did uh, the same it, mm. with my brother and his wife and my nephew and niece uh, uh, on the 2nd of January just uh, um, they came to visit and I've done it so many times but I cannot help every time to just pinch myself and say wow I live in Sydney mm. and I can do that any day of the week I choose to this is mm. quite extraordinary well if you have a friend over from France or Italy or somewhere else, what would the perfect 24 hours in Sydney be in your point of view? Depending on their age group, but I 
try to push everybody to do the bridge climb because I think it's fantastic. Go to the center point tower on the top because that gave you such an amazing bird eye view of how the city is planned. You know where the water is, where and uh, they're always amazed actually that the city stops at the water. But Sydney is actually a lot further west. You know, like Sydney now, the center of Sydney is Parramatta. Really, when you think of it, so they're always surprised of that. Um, try to see a show. You know, there is some beautiful theater, and of course, go and visit the Opera House. You know, I know that every person visiting their first thing, they cannot believe they're actually next to the Opera House because they see it, you know, in movies, on television, on in magazine. Fireworks. But for them to be there, the fireworks, for them to be there in between the opera, the Opera House and the bridge, it's quite surreal, you know, you feel like you are in a fantasy movie because we take it for granted, but it is an amazing building, mm. beautiful building, very unusual. And also the bridge is quite extraordinary too, mm. and the water, so you've got like all of that. So they need to do that, and of course come and have dinner at Claire's. Obviously. <laughs> Let's go through the senses and just tell me the first thing that comes to mind when you think of Sydney and sight. Okay, sight, um, the sun over the water, that bright sun, you know, shining over the blue water and the blue sky. That's definitely what the sight, my, the sight of Sydney. Sounds. The sound, uh, music, music at the Opera House, going to see a concert, going to see a show just um, music. I love music and uh, amazingly enough we have a good scene in Sydney. You can see a show particularly every night of the week. Tastes. Taste. Uh, ooh, taste is an interesting one because being a chef, you know, I'm forever tasting food but um, ooh, that's put me in a... Taste will be salt water on my tongue after a swim and a chilled beer interesting isn't it for a <laughs> chef it's not food yeah uh smells smell aha uh -huh. eucalyptus mm. i just love the smell of eucalyptus <laughs> and it clears your mind it does it does yeah uh so touch Touch, uh, ooh, that's another good one. Touch. My God, I keep, I'm not a very good swimmer and I keep going back to the beach and everything. I like the touch of the sound, you know, in between my fingers and I often just lay down there and for hours just play with the sound falling through my fingers. So mm. once again, back to the water. Yeah around through your fingers and finally the sixth sense something that you can't quite put your neck well that's exactly what I felt the minute I put my foot on Australian soil I arrived at the time we actually came down from the plane through stairs you know right into the tarmac it was a beautifully sunny day and it was in April but it was still very beautifully warm sunny day and I knew somehow that I will spend the rest of my life in Australia without speaking English, without even seeing anything because I was still 
at the airport, I had that very overwhelming feeling that this is where I belonged. Mm -hmm. So this is definitely where I belong. I've been here now for a lot of years. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. And so that will be that, that sixth sense of knowing where you belong. Mm. Nice. I want to just ask what's coming up in Eclairs. Uh, we have a big, big season coming up. Uh, Sydney is hosting World Pride. It's the first time that a city in the Southern Hemisphere is hosting World Pride. The last few that I've hosted were New York and Amsterdam, and this is our turn which means that it's going to be a um, celebration of LGBTQIA plus um, community with people coming from all over the world. They have over 600 events and we have um, 16 cabaret nights at Claire's. So that's going to be a busy, 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 busy time. Um, and we're showcasing such a wild, wonderful um, array of talent, you know, from First Nation to Asian, bisexual, transsexual, non-binary, lesbian, gay, allies. We have covered uh, with Miss Bev, with our um, talent coordinator, every flavor of that rainbow uh, to perform in a little stage upstairs. And an exciting thing also, for two days on the 4th and the 5th of March, Oxford Street is being closed to traffic from mm. Whitlam Square to Taylor Square. It's going to be a big street party. They're expecting about 50,000 people in the mm. street. So we're actually putting the restaurant in the street and creating a little cabaret space for 40 people in the middle nice. of Oxford Street. That's going to be something to look forward mm. to. A lot of work, but a very exciting time. Mm. Nice. And if people are looking at the menu, they don't know what to taste, it all looks good, what would be your top recommendations of what to taste at Claire's Kitchen? Top recommendation is the cheese souffle, mm. you know, <laughs> I think I've made, we counted uh, not long time ago because I didn't have anything to put on the, uh, as a catch line for our newsletter, so I just so let's count roughly how many cheese souffle I will have made in 11 years, and we said over 60,000 souffle. <laughs> So obviously, it's, it's, it's a popular dish, yeah, and it's one of my specialties. I've been cooking the souffle forever, so it's a sure dish to, to enjoy at Claire. And um, wonderful Australian seafood all the time. Beef, you know, we are very well known. As a French restaurant, we serve beef. We cater for vegan too, but beef is a big thing on our menu. And we get the beef from a beautiful place called um, Greenham in uh, Tasmania. It's grass-fed beef. It's beautiful. So we do it at a Chateaubriand, uh, a little Rossini, Raspberry Bourguignon. Yeah. So um, those are the things that I will have. And the sectata, of course, the beef too. Mm. And I think we've been doing a good steak tartare for many years. Yeah. Mm. I've been to Paris on a holiday and every night of my trip I try to uh, steak tartare in different places. And still ours <laughs> is still the best one. <laughs> and what's really good also is the petit flowers. Oh yeah. Oh. 
good. Oh my <laughs> That's gosh. What you I can't wait to perform. Just have At the cabaret, you got a little plate of mini dessert. That's the end of, the, of the, your cabaret. So good. Well, I'm really looking forward to coming back and performing. I can't uh, wait to have you on that stage. Yes, it's going to be wonderful with your beautiful audience, beautiful chefs and, uh, and service. And hopefully everyone else can come and visit our little cabaret room upstairs. Thank you, Ruby. Uh, a bientôt. A bientôt. I hope you enjoyed this chat with Mark Kuzma. And that beeping, by the way, it wasn't a delivery truck, but the souffle. They're ready. We run into the kitchen and whip them out of the oven in perfect timing. They look and smell delicious. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sense in the City Sydney with Mark Kuzma at Claire's Kitchen. Read the show notes for links to the venue and to the places and events mentioned by Mark. Check out more episodes of Sense in the City on your favourite podcast app or on the website senseinthe.city. You can also follow us on Instagram at Sense in the City Sydney and on Facebook at Sense in the City World. Sense in the City is produced by Pilot Media and Ruby TV.